This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mapper Forward's first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, available now online for you to learn at your own pace with a certificate available upon completion. Click the link in the show notes to access today for just 50 euros. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is unfortunately episode five of our five-part series with David from M. Cultivo. David, um, you're a technology guy, you're a business guy, and in this last episode of the series, which has been super, super fun, thank you for a, the delicious conversations we've had. It has been really, really fun. Um, but we've been talking about the changing dynamics in the coffee supply chain, and we've talked about a lot of different stuff. Uh, our last episode was about the thing we know least about in all of the world, and nobody knows a lot about it. But this episode, you know a lot about. So talk to us about how technology um, has the potential to transform the way that we do business and, and how the supply chain functions uh, in coffee. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I want to pause for one second just to say thank you to you, Lee, for, for having me because I, these, these episodes are moving so quickly that I don't know if I'm going to have a chance at the end to, to say this, but I, I appreciate the conversation, the honesty and the, the courage that, you, that you've that uh, you delved into these topics with. Thank they're, you. they're all um, relatively unknown, but it takes mm. a lot to, to put something like this together. So thank you. Thank you for doing that and for continuing to do that. All your podcasts have kind thank of been you. that way. And I know that's your goal moving forward. So thanks mm. for that. So technology and coffee, right? Um, so what I will, I'll, I have to start this as we've done most of these other episodes um, with, with a little bit of precursor material. I would uh -huh. say first off, uh, we're dealing with human problems generally in the coffee supply chain. Mm -hmm. You know, there's natural problems, there's other things, but that's relatively, some of that is out of our control and fixed. The human problems are, you know, usually the most interesting, right? Um, mm -hmm. And technology is just a tool in this environment. So yes, but as you said, you know, our company has, has, has a strong technology backbone, um, but uh, I think our uniqueness in the industry is more on the side of technology is not God and it's not going to solve all your problems and it's not a magic wand. It is a tool and it's a tool to be used by people. And so if mm -hmm. you don't know the people, you don't know those problems, then you're probably not going to have a lot of luck there. But that being said, um, you know, we've, we've narrowed in on a, on a few different things. Producers cannot grow in our estimation, just like any other business. They can't grow with the right information at the right time without reliable cash flow, without access to new uh, new customers, and mm -hmm. without strong strategic partnerships, right? Mm. And those are the things that we focus on. And then we kind of weave technology through, through solving those mm -hmm. issues. All of them um, in the industry, and we're not the only technology provider in the industry, so technology's role in this, as we talked about with e-regulation, um, and um, it, it's going to be massive and adapting to things like that. I think that's an obvious conversion. But you have things like yield rates. Does a farmer or a coffee producer know their yield rates? And that's a difficult thing to know just kind of at the top of your head. So if you ask mm -hmm. a coffee farmer or producer what's their yield rates from cherry to green, they might say something like 20%. But it really matters if it's 18.5% or if it's 21%, right? Okay. I and mean, that's the difference between losing money or making money. So those are the kinds of things that technology can help us solve outside of just um, outside of just uh, complying with new EU regulation. Help me define technology. 
So, so people out there might be thinking technology means software or technology means AI or technology means equipment. When we're talking about technology in this specific scenario, what are you, what are you referring to? Yeah, I mean, technology, technology can be pen and paper. Yeah. Right. Technology can be, um, you know, you know, like technology and innovation might be um, a very manual instrument to help us pick coffee better or Mm. a better basket uh, that Mm. someone carries around when they're picking coffee. Or it could be, you know, you've seen producers with kind of this is a red car that's the color of the cherry and we hold that up to make sure we're picking the right cherries. That can be technology. So I don't want to say technology is AI or machine learning or blockchain. I actually think that, you know, a lot of that, at least in the coffee industry over the past, you know, years have been distractions, right? How does blockchain help a coffee farmer? I don't know if we have a good answer to that question to this day. We certainly don't have a good practical application of that today, Mm -hmm. um, in, in, in my opinion. So for us, I think it comes down to the practical. I think we ask the question of what technology do coffee producers or coffee farmers have now? And I'd say things like SMS are underutilized, right? Mm-hmm. It's a great way to get out information is just send out SMS messages. Um, and, and coffee farmers have mobile phones, right? They, they mm-hmm. can process that. Um, technology for us is things like WhatsApp. That's prevalent all around the industry. How can we yeah. leverage WhatsApp better, right? Um, and then... You know, you don't need to create a mobile app or a, a static app on a machine. You know, it's we have this amazing thing where coffee uh, coffee farmers never had to, you know, send a fax. They were able to go from not having anything to having a cell phone. What can we do in those areas, in those mm. spaces, in order to kind of take leaps forward instead of others? And I think that's the fun part about this is uh, it can facilitate uh, adaptation and rapid change. But at the same time, you have to be so respectful of the culture and the the, the history of where all this is coming from and mm. the agricultural product uh, and the fact that this is somebody's entire livelihood and probably generations of their family history. And you can't just throw technology at it and solve all the problems. It might destroy everything. And that's not what we want. And it may not be the thing that makes their life easier, it may actually be the thing that makes their life harder. Like they, they want to farm coffee. They don't want to care about your blockchain. The number of people who've built these apps and said, Lee, can I come on your podcast and talk about this blockchain technology that's going to revolutionize traceability in coffee? Who's going to input the data from that produces? Like the coffee producer doesn't care about your blockchain, mate. You're creating technology that the coffee producer is going to have to input data into that's going to help the other end of the supply chain. And the coffee producer doesn't care about it. Absolutely. I mean, once you kind of get on the ground and you start thinking in, in, in those kinds of contexts of who's going to input the data, who is the user, how are they doing things currently and not dismissing it as in, Oh, well, the way they're doing it currently must be horrible. It must be awful. Um, and you actually say, well, there might be a lot of good insights there that we should learn from. Yeah. Um, you end, we ended up with some really surprising things. Corruption was one, right? We found that a lot, of, a lot of corruption, um, you know, and we're talking about cash leaking out in the supply chain, yeah. right? So I pay, I pay Lee, you know, $100 to go buy coffee cherry for the day. Okay. And somehow, you know, $30 disappears. 
Only $70 makes it to the coffee farmers that they're buying cherry from. That kind that's what that's more of what we're talking about. And that happens sort of throughout all these coffee supply chains everywhere. We started finding that um that that was actually either out of kind of laziness or miscalculation and not active malice. And so if you had better tools in place to track the cash changing hands or these transactions, you started to have less. Uh, corruption and less leakage in the mm. supply chain. And so I think some of these big, big issues can, we can start to kind of have these conversations and solve them. But it starts with, like you said, what are they doing currently? And how do we build something that actually makes it far easier for them to do their job mm -hmm. than far than than just another difficult thing or addition or uh, tax on their business, right? And mm -hmm. so uh, I think we need to think in terms of that. How do we make things 10 times easier, right? I mean, that is a crazy thought, but that's the way it should be. And I don't know if blockchain makes things 10 times easier, right? I don't think many people in the industry really care about what blockchain is or how it's going to work. And the distance from where people's understanding is about blockchain to where that needs to be for blockchain to be effective in solving problems, I think we're far too far out. I think we need to start at spreadsheets. Yes, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Basic, it, it really is. It's basic data entry. And how do we make that as easy as possible yeah. to do? And that that is not a fun, exciting pro problem for you know a Stanford master's level no. computer science degree to solve. That's just not, it's not in that realm. These are Broadly speaking, in coffee, we're talking about solved technology problems. These problems have been solved for decades. And we just need to pick out of all these solutions, what are the right ones and how do we compile them together to work in the context? That is the art of the whole thing. How do we make it work in a low connectivity area in a very rural environment with folks with lower digital literacy than the global, you know, than than global, global population? Average. Yeah. And um, and potentially lower education, lower literacy. And how do we make tools that are really intuitive and easy to use with 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 equipment, mobile devices, whatever it may be, that's already there and already in place? Mm. To me, that's a really exciting challenge. Um, mm. And I don't. I, I, but again, I don't think that's a very exciting one for someone who's uh, who's coming out of university and trying to change the world with AI. It's. I don't think it's there. Right. Except you look at, at the problems that we need to solve, like the labor shortage happening. I mean, this is this is a, a problem that technology is most likely going to have to be involved in in some way. But it's a it's it's one of those problems that if we solve it, we don't just solve it for our industry. We solve it for almost every ag industry that exists at these origin countries. Yes, I, we have an opportunity here in coffee. Uh, because of the nature of coffee and how much investment goes into it and how much interest goes into it, because it is an exciting agricultural product and industry to be involved in. Um, and there are some great stories. But as a result of that, we do have more opportunity than, say, palm oil might. And I'm not picking on anything right. in particular, but yeah. a lot of the lessons we learn in trying to connect small coffee farmers and small to medium sized coffee producers to the global market and shorten those supply chains and get better access to finance and better access to markets and better access to resources and information and all of that. If you can solve that there, then there is no reason why that couldn't extend in other industries um, in the right context. So I agree with you. I think I think 
it's it's exciting and we have a lot to do but we uh, uh but we also sort of need to carry that mantle and steward that well mm. because we we I feel that coffee can be on the forefront of these things and we need to lead that um and if we don't then it's not just us it's not just coffee the coffee industry that suffers it, it could potentially be all these others yeah if you had to pick the problem that technology has to solve in coffee what is it I think it needs to, I, I think ultimately uh, coffee producers uh, need to get better information in a uh, more timely manner so they can make better decisions about their businesses. And that, that, that's going to, I know that's broad, but that can be pricing information. That can be information about their operations. Weather. They, they need, whether they need to be able to adapt, um, they need to be able to control the variables that are under their control. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they need to be aware of the variables that are not under their control so they can um, so they can better manage their risk as an operation. And, and right now it's a complete black box and generally, uh, especially small farmers are operating on, on rumors, right? You know, my neighbor planted this tree or somebody said this. And so that's why I did this. And it's just not a good way to make, make decisions. Uh, you're running a globally competitive business and that's how farmers need to start thinking. And in order to do that, you need daily, maybe up to the minute insights on how to move that business forward. David, this has been an absolute pleasure. This has just been a really fun exploration of a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't understand. So thank you for breaking my brain and thank you for like jacking up the curiosity that I have about these these subjects. Um, and before we go, could you tell people where they can find all of the great stuff that you guys are doing at mcultivo. Absolutely. So mcultivo.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you, you'll post it in the show notes, I'm sure. For sure. <laughs> Every, all the links will be there. So I won't, I won't take time to spell it out. Um, uh, so whether you're a coffee buyer or a coffee producer, coffee buyers, they can find all our auctions on our website at mcultivo.com. And yep. uh, coffee producers... Um, Please reach out. I mean, uh, even if you don't need a technology solution, we're always happy to engage in conversations and um, and kind of our goal is is more of a community approach. And so we'd love to just hear from you and and uh, all our information is on our website for you as well. And it's a great website. I really enjoy your website. I don't know who designed it, but it's fun. It, it's just a fun website. So so go go uh, go check it out, folks. The show notes uh, will have the links. Um, Again, thank you, David. This has been really great. I hope you come back again and again and again, and we can explore more fun things that I don't understand anything about. So thanks. I would love that. Yeah, I would love that. Would you do us the honor of uh, signing us off? <laughs> yes, I can. So I think, so it's peace, love, and peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. Thank you. Bye, thank everyone. you so much, Lee. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Mapper Forward, head to mapperforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.